Hell froze over, so here comes the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The very best Medicare podcast in the whole wide world. If only he knew what LSMFT meant, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our Medicare Emporium. Come on in. The water is fine. I am Doug Jones, but you may have heard my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, announce that fact. I'm here to help you feel confident about your impending encounter with Medicare, or perhaps to uh, allow you to chuckle after your successful encounter has been completed, because many of our listeners are, uh, they're ex- Clients? No, they're clients of mine who have uh, conquered their fear of Medicare. They've taken it by the horns and they've they've uh, come out victorious. And that's my goal for everybody that has a Medicare encounter in the works, ready to go. I want them to come out on the other side as winners. And the way I do that is to encourage them to buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. It is uh, on sale at barnesandnoble.com. It's on sale at amazon.com. And when you go to either of those places, you should put in the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, and you will find your choice of many uh, editions, especially at Amazon. You've got the paperback edition, which is the biggest seller. You've got the, uh, the um, Kindle version, which can be downloaded to your reader immediately. And you've got the uh, Audible version, which can be uh, played on a noise-making device of some kind. You'll be able to hear somebody reading the book to you. And finally, if you want to have a, a museum piece that will stand the test of the ages, that would be the $22 hardcover edition, also available at Amazon.com. I am uh, hopeful that one of these books will allow you to become the Medicare expert you never thought you could be. And when you do, you should contact me. My contact information is in each book, and you will be able to discuss with me your next steps because enrolling in Medicare is only part of the story. The rest of the story involves completing your fiscal protection against the possibility of disaster imposed by medical expenses that you didn't think were going to happen. And that happens uh, to, all too often to people. And so I can help you prepare at very reasonable cost to make sure that future medical charges will not drive you into bankruptcy or even seriously impact your fiscal well-being. So buy the book, contact me, let's talk. Hey, Randy, you and I talk all the time. Shall we talk again? Sure. Or, or do you prefer that, not to? <laughs> no, I love talking. There was one yeah, but, something on my mind that we discussed in our last episode that is still stuck in my head. Probably your dental appointment. That was one well, thing we that, discussed. Yeah, there, there is that part. I try to wipe that out of my memory banks as soon mm. as possible because I used to have a dentist way back in the day who happened to be my uncle. And his favorite expression was, sit still, kid. We're just about done. Yeah, but he never was just about done, was he? Nope. 
We just but the, kept on going. <laughs> the nice thing for your parents was that he saved a lot of money on Novocaine. He just yes. he did, did not waste any money on any not, kind of uh, painkillers. Not, not a nickel, not a nickel. So anyway, <laughs> the thing that really was popped up in my head was we were talking in our last podcast episode about there's beginning to be a trend, a bit of a trend. Yes. Where some of the nation's most prestigious healthcare providers yeah. are walking away from Medicare Advantage plans and refusing to take the contractual arrangements necessary to handle those. Now, why would that, why would that be Doug? We have talked about this a lot of times. Now, why would you, why would you suspect that was? Well, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't beat this horse to death, but warning people is our line of work. And the reason we find this to be true is that these Medicare Advantage plans are scraping for the bottom dollar. So when a patient has need for a service or a consultant uh, consulting with a uh, specialist or uh, rehab hospitals is another biggie, uh, when they're released from surgery or from re, uh, recovery treatment in a regular hospital and they're supposed to go to rehab, this is a biggie. The treatment gets denied, delayed, or refused completely. And that's we heard that exactly from uh, a an executive from Scripps in San Diego. That's why they're not putting up with this Medicare uh, crapola anymore. The Medicare Advantage plans are verboten at Scripps in San Diego. Well, you know, the first time, at least to my recollection, that I ran into this was with Mayo Clinic in Phoenix. Yeah, they and then they started dropping the ability to use Medicare Advantage plans there and. You know, the thing that popped into my head, I think I mentioned this to you uh, after we recorded our last episode. You know what pops into my head when I when I hear those? What's that? There's a big sign out in front of Mayo Clinic that says, Medicare Advantage people, don't bother stopping here. Nothing to see. Yeah, keep on moving. Keep on moving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, the, Medicare, or the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida. Same thing starting January 1st of this, this past year. And um, I think the same is true in Rochester, if I'm not mistaken. No Medicare Advantage uh, allowed. You know, bottom line is if, you know, if I'm not an expert, you're an expert. I'm not an expert, but I've got a bit of common sense. And if I see some people like Mayo Clinic and Scripps and, you know, the people that are, you know, really at the top of the heap for some of this healthcare provisioning, yep. walking away from something, there's got, you know, where's their smoke? There's got to be fire. Absolutely. And frankly, uh, I expect it to get worse before it gets any better. The people that have Medicare Advantage plans that have serious physical or health problems um, are kind of trapped when their Medicare Advantage plan uh, is not allowed to send patients to a big hospital. Then where are they going to go for treatment? They're going to go out of town. They're going to have to go to uh, inconvenient lengths in order to get the treatment that they need. But unless the plan fixes the problem or ceases to cover them and sends them a letter saying our plan is now going to be uh, out of business, then uh, they have no recourse. They have to fill out a health questionnaire if they want to get into Medicare supplement plans. So they're kind of trapped in that horrible world of Medicare Advantage, and it's really sucky for a lot of people. I mean, you know, obviously I'm older, certainly not silver sneakers older, but no, uh, you'll never be that old. (laughs) 
you know, every, you didn't get to your age. You don't want to, you know, sit there Mickey Mouse and around this, you know, bait and switch, you know, rabbit hole, you know, basically bait, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You don't want to deal with that when you're, you know, no. how old am I? Oh, I'm at least 65. I know that. Yeah, you're old enough to know better, which is look the gift horse in the mouth uh, or don't look it in the mouth. Don't um, look the gift horse. <laughs> Medicare Advantage plans are often very inexpensive, but the problem is you get what you pay for with a Medicare Advantage plan. You get disappointment. You get uh, the possibility of uh, treatment denied, either delayed or denied and never provided. And that's a real risk. It's not for everybody. Not everybody has these problems on a Medicare Advantage plan, but many people do. And then sometimes it's too late for them to do anything about it. Well, you know, you're originally from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I sure am. And I'm originally from Nebraska. So we're Mm kind of two level-headed states, I think. And what they used to tell, at least my granddad and my dad used to tell me, and I'm sure yours did too, you get what you pay for. Sure. And every time I've looked at these Medicare scam vantage plans, you pay for nothing. And guess what? You get nothing. <laughs> that's exactly what you get. Well, here's <laughs> the deal. Also, the other lesson, that's one very valuable lesson for people to take away. The other lesson is you can get the good quality medical insurance, Medicare supplement with regular Medicare. You can get that, but only at certain times, like when you're turning sick. Don't pass it up for a freebie thinking that you're going to be able to uh, uh, pick and choose your insurance coverage down the road, you know, 10 years from now, you could be completely flat on your back after having some serious medical problem that will uh, remove your choices. You won't have freedom of choice anymore. So you better exercise, exercise the freedom of choice, the opportunity, don't put it off. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely so true, Doug, because if you would have told me, you know, like three years ago, that, uh, you know, I'd never been in a hospital a day in my life. I hardly ever been sick a day in my life. I'm I'm just one of these people that has been blessed with very good health, fortunately. But mm-hmm. then guess what? I mean, you know where I'm heading with this. I ended, oh, yeah. up in the, I ended up in the intensive care unit taking care of COVID for two weeks. And yeah. guess what my bill was? Ooh, I have forgotten. So why don't you tell us all? The good news is they fixed you right up. The bad news is if you didn't have the kind of insurance that your wife picked out for you, which is exactly what we tout Medicare supplement, then you might have been, uh, you'd still be washing dishes at the hospital. I would. I would. Now, at the end of, now, this is a true story. At the end of the day, guess what my out of pocket was? Because my wife did such a good job picking out the insurance coverage. Before we knew you, I probably would have picked something a little bit different, but she did okay. Yeah. And uh, my out-of-pocket was... Ooh, zero? 39 bucks. 39 bucks. Well, you must have had the the uh, color TV in your room then. You had to pay extra for that. <laughs> I, I did. I had... Well, it was a private room because I had COVID and I all I, all I could see was people walking in with the hazmat suits and zombies. So, you know... Oh, you're- yeah, you're lucky you're not still there because uh, they kept asking you one question every that's day right. and, and where you couldn't was answer it? that. Where are you? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> and every, every guess he made was wrong. So they said, yeah. oh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you so, then. So and people on the podcast, are, I'm, sure, I'm heard, sure hoping this puts a smile on their face because I'm an IT guy, information technology. So after they walked in my room three days and said, where are you? And I'm going, hmm, boy, that's a really good question. 
on the four, before they got in there the fourth day and I wasn't going to be able to answer the question or I was, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to answer it. I looked up my phone, got out the GPS and figured out what hospital I was in. <laughs> Boy, were they surprised when you actually had an answer for them and it was actually they correct. They were. Uh, oh my uh, God. I go, yeah. It, all of a sudden my brain's clear now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to let them go. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it out of there. Uh, and I know it took you a long time to recover too. You were on oxygen for a while and Three, uh, not, 90, 90 days. I mean, you, yeah. and thanks to you, I was still on, on oxygen. You were trucking back and forth tanks because you know, I couldn't go get him and Margaret couldn't go get him because she had COVID before I did. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, thanks to you, we, we uh, were able to breathe for a while. Well, it was my pleasure. I wanted to get you back in the saddle because yeah. our podcast listeners were uh, up in arms. Where are you guys? What are you doing, you slackers? Yeah, it's funny because I called up the, the uh, service that was contracted to bring, you know, the new, you know, bring uh-huh. me a new tank when I needed it. Oh, we don't have any drivers. Well, you have to come get it. I said, well, how am I going to do that when I got no oxygen? Yeah, exactly. Well, I (laughs) I arrived over there. You told me where to go and what to do and all that. And I arrived at their facility like 100 miles away on the other side of Phoenix. And it was like a driver's party they were having. <laughs> it was, and I know where all the drivers were. They were celebrating, yeah. uh, you know, not having to go anywhere, not having to deliver any oxygen. That's for exactly damn sure. right. So anyway, yeah. I, I just wanted to tell the folks that you are a good guy and you helped me stay alive. Well, I'm glad I did because, frankly, it's paying off now. And um, every time we get together to record, I'm uh, grateful for that. So I appreciate your fine work and my uh, on my behalf. So anyway, we got to get to work here. We, we uh, got to do so, You know, uh, the nominal producer says, and I guess that's me. Let's move on forward. Let's plow yeah. on into that Medicare stuff. Let's quit patting ourselves on the back. I was going to pat myself on the back by printing off a few reviews from the Amazon book uh, page. If you go to Amazon and search for Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, I've got over 100 reviews, most of them positive. Uh, And then I thought, you know, maybe it's more interesting if I read a couple of the negative reviews that just showed up uh, within the last couple of days. So 10 days ago, this review showed up and it, it, surprised me, but not really because I believe some of these things can be written by people who are misguided. So let's put it that way. So just as a short little enjoyment item here, um, the uh, first review starts incomplete. This ignores Medicare Advantage plans, which really are the best option for more people. Now, given the last episode we had where we read a lengthy uh, article that was taken from the pages of um, USA Today about how Medicare Advantage plans are being rousted from more and more high-profile hospitals and doctor facilities, uh, all of a sudden this person here really doesn't seem to know what they're talking about. So they go on to say in this critical review of my book, Everyone on Medicare should get either a supplement plan or an Advantage plan. This book recommends that nobody should get an Advantage plan, and that isn't true. Medicare supplement plans supplement original Medicare, covering gaps in regular Medicare as explained in this book. Generally speaking, these are a good choice if you can look at the price, the supplement plan premiums in your state, and if it fits comfortably in your budget. Advantage plans are private insurance plans that offer an alternative to regular Medicare. 
Rather than having a government insurance plan, the federal government will give over $1,000 per month to a private insurance company on your behalf. Oh, like you're supposed to thank somebody for that. The biggest advantage is that they are cheaper. Most plans have a zero or low monthly premium. Private insurance companies do certain things more efficiently than the government so they can offer you the additional benefits. For example, it might include dental coverage. The trade-off is they will have networks. If you choose a good advantage plan with a PPO network that includes all the doctors you care to see, this might be your best option. Well, I think there are a few ifs in there. Some Medicare Advantage plans are very good. All the medical professionals that you would need are in your network. It's cheaper. It offers more benefits than original Medicare. If you can't afford a supplement plan, the premium for these plans is simply higher than you would like to pay. Then you should definitely spend time researching Advantage plans. If you find a good one, you end up seeing the same doctors getting even more services for less money. I live in Florida where supplement plans are very expensive. Not true, sir. I can, or ma'am, I know Medicare supplement plans that in Florida are very nicely priced. So if you're in Florida, don't buy this. Anyway, it finishes up by saying most people in the state of Florida are better off with a good advantage plan. I couldn't disagree more. And the reason for that is they make much better economic sense according to this negative review. Now, the next review is also a negative review. And it's the headline, basically an ad for his website. So, Randy, you should be thanking this uh, reviewer for noticing that on our book or in our book, in my book, I am advertising my website as though there's a price for admission. And the more people I shove in there, the better off I am. I don't think that's true, though. So the review states there is some good information here, but it is overwhelmingly about his website. Now, how many pages in the book do you think do you think they read oh before they decided? Oh, my God. We probably <laughs> mentioned it like t- three times. Yeah, that's out of, uh, incredible. Out of a, what is it, a 95-page book now? Exactly. Well, it's, you did, know, did he happen to, you know, this guy and the previous guy, did they have to happen to mention which one of the scam vantage plans they work for? No, neither one would cough up that information. But let me finish the, uh, the second negative review. Uh, referring to the author, it says he dismisses Medicare Advantage completely. Of course I do, you morons. And I push Medicare supplement without mentioning that if you were already enrolled in Medicare, a pre-existing condition makes it very expensive. I've never seen an upcharge and they talk about it all the time, but I've never seen a premium load or increase just because somebody is sick. Anyway, um, a pre-existing condition makes it difficult to qualify for a supplement plan. Overall, the book is not very helpful and a big disappointment. Well, I don't know what that person expected that they uh, got so disappointed by, but I will tell you that these negative reviews are coming from people that don't really understand the realities of the Medicare world. And I am here to help people get through that Medicare world without falling prey to uh, the scam vantage plans and other schemers out there that uh, all they want to do is either get their hands in your pocket or get their hands in the uh, treasury. And uh, at least least the negative review wasn't based on what that one fellas was. He was, he was irritated because the mailman didn't deliver it to his door and (laughs) hand it to him. That's right. And I had to call Amazon and they said, write us. We don't, we don't take phone calls. Mostly they said it in a foreign language that I didn't understand. And uh, they finally removed that review because they said, well, maybe the guy never read the book. 
<laughs> because the mailman never took it. Are to you him. kidding? I'm not sure that particular guy could read. Well, that's entirely possible. You're exactly right. He was just a cranky dude. No he doubt was. about it. Yeah. Uh, are we are we making money off our website? Did you tell oh, me we're, ma- we're making just truckloads of mo- wheelbarrows full of money off our website? Yeah. I Frankly, thought so. I'm sleep deprived because I can't count it. I it it's more money coming in faster than I can count it. So I have to stay up late every night to keep keep track of how wealthy we're getting from the website. And we so, better quit. We better you know knock the price down a bit on these podcasts too. Well, sure. Uh, the price of admission is a little steep for a lot of people, but maybe. I know, I know. I'm I'm just <laughs> telling you, we might want to think about it because I've got some at the end of the podcast. I've got some ideas about some new pricing schemes. Okay, well, I want to take notes on that because, frankly, we could use a few more schemes. People are catching on to our other schemes. Uh, all the people listening today, I'm sure, are tired of being fleeced by us, so we'll have to find a new trick to get them to pay up. Um, here's a uh, correspondence from a person who I I really like because this guy is a successful guy in Washington State. He's been He and his wife are both clients of ours, and uh, they – have been victimized by the Irma penalty to the maximum degree, but they're out there working away anyway, doing their their um, best to help tourists. And that's all I'm going to say because they haven't given me permission to identify them. But the oldest, um, let's see, back in a year ago, uh, I, I had to explain to him that by buying the cheapest drug plan available, when you're first eligible, you preserve your right to never have a lifetime late enrollment penalty imposed if you have to buy one of these plans later on. And so um, I have uh, helped the guy enroll in a plan, but you know you have to explain the same thing to people several times. And then this earlier this month, he says, I am still listening to the podcasts when I can. He said, thanks. They are quite entertaining. And he said, the other day you gave a rundown on how to check on our current drug plans. I went to the book I purchased in 2021 for the steps. He said, I got stumped on the compare compare plans part and would kind of like it if you could check for me and for my wife, if we should make a change or stick to the plan that we have. Uh, He said, I was filling in the boxes. I checked for pricing plans for the rest of the year. Was that the right thing to do? No, you're really looking for plans for next year. Uh, he's, he said, I'm a bit confused on this whole thing. And I said, okay, I see a problem that might be contributing to your confusion. One is that the government messes around with the website every so often. Therefore, the directions that you found in the 2021 book won't match up at all with the way the website is today. Um, and of course, I was implying that he should go buy the 2023 book uh, in order to get proper directions. But even that is a little bit out of date because the government website has been changed to some extent. So the instructions we put in that book a year ago are not exactly right now. And he says, OK, thanks. Busy weekend. We'll get started. And yeah, I should have known uh, he, he made a mistake on when AEP ends, the annual election period. Then he says, not uh, this is Steve, not the other Steve that calls you guys all the time. So, so shout out to Steve, uh, our other Steve in Texas from the Steve in Washington. But anyway, it's just fun corresponding with my uh, my clients. Here's a, a client named Vic. He and his wife have been clients of mine for a year or two now, and um, 
he was talking about drug plans. That's what people are talking about nowadays and, and which drugs and which things to include in his, his um, estimation. <clears throat> He's been on the government website and he's finding it doable but difficult to understand. And I said, okay, your questions are putting me very close to the limit of my understanding because I am not a pharmacist. However, the really heartwarming thing is that you are able to perform your own scientific search and enrollment process rather than falling for the sales pitches of some underhanded snake oil salesman. I said, I am very proud of you. And he responded, I'm very happy. Uh, he responded, thanks. Your faith in me has catapulted me into the realm of, I can do this. I really appreciate all your help over the past couple of years. And th what was happening here is that he was um, almost falling prey to people who say, that if you buy a drug plan from a good company, then you're probably just fine. But that's not true. The method that I use to help people pick out the best drug plan for them is scientific. <clears throat> you go to the government website, you enter certain pieces of information, those being your location, your drugs, and your uh, pharmacies that you prefer to do business with. <clears throat> Only when you have those two things plugged into the government website Will you find out which is the plan that's going to be the cheapest for you? And it's always the cheapest plan that's the best plan. And so the government website will give you a projection of the plan uh, that will be best for you for the following year. And after that, uh, you're on your own. Don't fall prey to any sales pitches from companies uh, that uh, say that their their plan is fantastic. They have no way of knowing whether it would be fantastic for you or not to take their plan. The only way to do it is a scientific search. And the cheapest plan is always the best plan. Now, here's a scary story. It's Halloween today, so I guess it's appropriate that we be frightened out of our wits. But it's a client of mine who's been with me for a couple of years. And he's been with one company that started out with a very reasonable Plan G premium. And he didn't want to mess with high deductible plan G because he has a plethora of medical problems and he just wanted to pay more for the best coverage available. And that was plan G. Uh, his story begins. I signed up for the plan G that you recommended two years ago. And the plan was $130 a month. High deductible plan G was not an option for me due to my medical conditions. My premiums increased 13% to 147 in 2022. I just received notice that starting in January, my premium is increasing to $172, a 17% increase. <clears throat> That's a 32% overall increase in just two years and three months. He said, I've read the annual increases are normally three to 6%. Do you have any idea why my increases are this much? Is this the norm or is it just the company I'm with? Are other people experiencing this that you know of? I realize I'm locked in with this company since I can probably never pass the health questionnaire to switch carriers. But I thought maybe you could enlighten me some, even if it doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> and then smiley face. <clears throat> so I said, and this, his name is Mike. And I said, Mike, I am very concerned about this. I went back through your file and I saw that my original quote before we ever signed the application was $114 for that same company. By the time you applied, it was $130. I cannot remember exactly how that increase happened, 
but you and I went with it, so it must have been something explainable. I have not seen rate increase activity like this with any other company. We do live in inflationary times, and I fully expect to see unpleasant rate increase activity with all of my products soon, but I haven't seen it yet. I have no reason to think that this company would be more guilty of this than the other companies, although they are never the lowest price out of the six or seven companies that I use. A few months ago, they announced a new corporate direction away from their foundational bread and butter business. That's group life and health insurance. Their new direction appears to be selling products that will allow them to participate in handouts from the treasury. Medicare would be one of those types of products. I said, I'm very sorry to hear about this, and I wish I knew how to fix it. One solution appears to be catching on with many states, so keep your ear to the ground. That is the birthday rule. Several states have passed a birthday rule in the last year or so and may be on the way. And more may be on the way. Typically, this state-enacted rule allows one to change to another insurance company with the identical plan or with a less rich plan without showing evidence of good health. If your state enacts that rule, please let me know right away. And then Mike said, Doug, thank you very much for the quick response and the information you provided. I hope the birthday rule comes about in my state. If I hear anything, I will let you know. I just hate it when my clients are stuck and uh, have, you know, their freedom of choice is taken away by cruel fate. And uh, the insurance company that I provided them with is uh, not really providing them the best uh, treatment when it comes to rate increases. My final item for today is a short one. I'm constantly being yelled at because I like a good cup of tea in the morning. I'm not a coffee drinker, never have been, but constant comment is my tea of choice when I'm drinking hot tea. <clears throat> and uh, I load that sucker up with sugar and I get yelled at by my spousal unit who uh, is a sugar Nazi. She's uh, many kinds of Nazi, but sugar is uh, certainly lately on her list of of problems. So my article uh, that I discovered yesterday and left in her reading pile was adding sugar to coffee or tea may not significantly impact health. And I wanted to underline it and highlight it just to make sure that I never hear negative words about the sugar I use again. It says a longitudinal study found no association between sweetening coffee or tea and a heightened risk of diabetes and all-cause mortality. Um, researchers from Denmark and the Netherlands analyzed data from their longitudinal Copenhagen male study to see whether adding sugar to coffee or tea could impact health outcomes. They looked at the incidence of diabetes, deaths caused by heart disease or cancer, and all-cause mortality. The researchers found that adding sugar to coffee or tea did not pose additional health risks to a significant extent. So take that, you sugar Nazi you. And uh, that is the, the note that I wanted to go out on, Randy. So yeah, take it over. I think that's an awesome note to go out on because I've heard over the course of time, you know, sodas, you know, like no, yep. no cal sodas, you know, with the, with the artificial sweeteners, you know, that you're really worse off drinking those than you are drinking fully leaded soda. Yeah, I've got fully leaded Coca-Cola yeah. right here. Your body, according to what the dietitians say, your body knows that you, it might taste sweet, but your body knows that it's not sugar. 
and it yeah. will continue back in the back recesses of your sugar control piece of your brain is going, yep. need some sugar, and I'll just yep. keep poke, poking on you until you get some. So you might as well just drink, you know, fully leaded soda. I made that decision years ago, and I'm happy with it. So far, it hasn't yeah. done me any harm. Well, according to what I read, you made the right decision. Oh. So anyway, we are out of time. The 75 cent clock just ran down. There's a couple things, as you all know, that I always used to kind of, uh, you know, wrap up with here. One is if you want to reach out to Doug via email, you can do that with the email address dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Just remember, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement or otherwise known as Medigap planning. You can check us out at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a review if you like the podcast and the books. The numbers are everything in our world, and we'd certainly appreciate the, 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 the boost, you know, for lack of a better term. And last but not least, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it because without you, we wouldn't have nearly as much fun as we do. But if we haven't kept track of the time on your watch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He lives full time up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And now he's staring out his window in the Midwest in Illinois, wondering why he is not back home. I get that car started. I'll be right there. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We enjoyed having you with us today, and we're looking forward to our next meeting. So join us then, will you? Bye-bye.